Thanks for joining in, everybody. Dark Fringe Radio. I am your humble host, Will Martinez, here with you. And thank you so much for joining in on episode number four. And uh, we have a very, very special guest with us tonight. Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. And it'll be a great guest. He'll be talking about his uh, book, Evidence of Eternity. And um, he'll also be talking about some upcoming events that he's going to be uh, participating in in the Arizona area. So Ali will uh, be posting all that information up on our Facebook, Twitter, and our website as well. And just to remind you guys, our Twitter handle is Dark Fringe Radio. Website is darkfringeradio.wordpress.com where you can keep up to date information on what's going on on our site and uh, upcoming show information so on and so forth so definitely check us out there and uh, it'll be great so again mark anthony the psychic lawyer on here tonight and um, i'm really excited to have him on the line uh, and we'll get him here momentarily but um, again darkfringeradio.wordpress.com is the website and um, if you could, uh, definitely give a like and subscribe to our SoundCloud page at the same handle, Dark Fringe Radio. Um, and uh, you can download the most recent episodes on that particular website on SoundCloud. So, again, um, we'll be getting uh, into the uh, interview here momentarily with Mark Anthony and his uh, appearances that he has coming up. He's a fourth-generation psychic, and he has a lot of interesting insights to um, the paranormal field, the psychic field, and the afterlife and what happens um, to our mind, body, and spirit uh, once we uh, cease to exist. But do we cease to exist? That's the question. So, um, again, um, Dark Fringe Radio. Again, Will Martin is your host, and we'll be jumping into this um, here just in a second. So please sit tight and enjoy the episode. everyone thanks for uh, joining here at dark fringe radio um tonight we have a very special guest on the line his name is mark anthony and he's known as a psychic lawyer 
Um, he's a fourth-generation psychic medium who communicates with spirits. Uh, he's also a successful attorney, licensed to practice law in Florida, Washington, D.C., and before the United States Supreme Court. Uh, Mark graduated from Mercer Law School with honors, uh, which included the study of law at Oxford University in England. He's also studied mediumship in England at the Arthur Finley College for Advancement of Psychic Science. Uh, he's the best-selling author of Never Letting Go and Evidence of Eternity. Uh, Mark appears nationwide on TV and radio. He recently appeared on CBS's TV hit show, The Doctors, and he's also a featured speaker at conferences, expos, and universities nationwide, which include Brown, Columbia, Harvard, and Yale. Please welcome to Dark Fringe Radio psychic lawyer Mark Anthony. Mark Anthony, thanks for joining in. Thank you, William. It's great to be here. Thank you so much. Uh, Mark, you know, I've, um, I've been following your career for some time now, and um, you know, I read parts of your first book, and um, I know you have a new book coming out now, The uh, Evidence of Eternity. I didn't know, um, but as doing some research, I didn't know that you grew up with um, psychic parents. How was that experience for you? Well, yeah, I didn't think it was weird <laughs> until I got older and realized that not everybody's parents uh, had the abilities that mine did. Right. So when I was a, a young child, it was cool because when I was seeing uh, invisible people, they could see them as well. However, when I was a teenager, it wasn't so much fun because it always seemed like they knew what I was doing, especially when, you know, how teenagers are always doing something that right. their parents would prefer that they don't. Mm-hmm. So uh, it, it uh, had its pros and had its cons. But I'll say one thing. It was it was such a, an honor and a privilege to have such gifted people to be my parents. And um, it, it, it was quite an honor. Now, let me ask you this. Did they kind of mold you in a, in a kind of way, maybe without you knowing, um, to kind of maybe fine-tune your skills in, in being a psychic or medium? Did they happen to do that for you? I don't know if if I was necessarily molded, mm-hmm. but I do know that, uh, particularly with my mother, she saw that this was an ability that, that runs in our family. And, you know, people think that, oh, you know, your psychic family, like, you know, we're gypsy fortune tellers or something <laughs> like that, and that certainly is not the case. Right. Uh, my dad was a NASA engineer. He was a Navy SEAL. Um, he, you know, it was very alpha male, no-nonsense, a very, very conservative type of guy, and my mom was a commercial illustrator. So, you know, we were very much a mainstream American family. It's just that these these abilities run run in the family. And my mother would would tell me that you need to trust your intuition, trust your instincts. Um, my dad always taught me about um, awareness. Mm-hmm always be aware of what's going on around you and actually taking that not just from a, a two-dimensional level but to a three-dimensional mm-hmm. to be aware of the spiritual things going on around you as well, the, the energy. And so, so I guess maybe from that aspect, they, they kept my mind open to it and they always taught me to be open-minded and they, they always taught me to make up your own mind mm-hmm. as opposed to and I don't mean to crash on religions or things, but there's a lot of people that say, well, this book says that, therefore, it's the Word of God, therefore, I believe it, as opposed to, well, this book is a guideline, but you make up your own mind, and don't let anyone tell you what to do. You will know the right 
thing to do. It comes from your heart. It right. comes from God. Hmm. Yeah, that's a that's an interesting take, and I think uh, you know a lot of people are starting to kind of think that way. Um, I, I'm starting to see that more and more um, as I've gotten older, and I, I, I start to associate with people, uh, you know, that are older than me. And that's it seems like it's, that's started to become a more more uh, a casual thing or more common thing. I wanted to switch gears for a second. You're known as a psychic lawyer, and in my uh, nine to five job, I deal with um, lawyers all the time. And they're a very one-sided brain type of uh, individuals. Now, you being a psychic lawyer, now, has that brought any criticism from the legal profession you know, to you because of that? Absolutely. And I couldn't care less what they think <laughs> because, uh, well, you know, once again, you know, my parents said, make up your own mind. I, I was working uh, for a government agency, and it came out. That, that I had psychic ability, and of course the news media and everybody, you know, was there was cartoons about me in the paper, and people were being very, very unkind and writing horrible things and and all that nonsense. And I'll never forget, I went to see my dad. You know, my mom had had passed a couple years before, and dad said, "Mark, hold your head high, be proud of who you are and the abilities you have." And as far as all those people go, they can pack sand. There you go. And you know, he was right. <laughs> there you go. No, he was definitely right. And um, just to touch on an upcoming event that you have, it looks like Tuesday, September 12th at 7 o'clock um, at the Church of Unity in Tucson. Um, and it's an evening of healing and spirit, uh, spirit communication. And um, if any of my listeners are in that area, you can uh, call for tickets at 520-577-3300. And then also um, that uh, further on that week, on that weekend, I'm sorry, September 17th in Scottsdale, Arizona, excuse me, Mark, uh, the 2007 Afterlife Research and Education Symposium. Those are two events that you're going to be heading out um, to those as well. Is that correct? Yeah, yes, yes. Um, I'm really looking forward to returning to the unity of Tucson. Uh, I've been there a couple times. The people of Tucson are just fantastic and very welcoming. In fact, that morning I'll be on uh, the Morning Blend, which is the CBS affiliate KGUN's uh, morning show, the most popular morning show in in uh, the Tucson area. And then later on in the week, as you pointed out, William, the Afterlife Research Education Institute Symposium, and that's a mouthful. Yes, uh, they're having their 2017 Afterlife uh, Symposium. And I'm one of the headliners because uh, I'll be presenting my theories on quantum consciousness and how quantum physics proves the existence of not only the soul and the afterlife, but also of reincarnation. Hmm, interesting. And all this information can be um, found on your website at evidenceofeternity.com, correct? That is correct. And for people to remember, that's the same as my new book, Evidence of Eternity. Com. Okay, great. Well, listen, um, I wanted to ask you, um, in regards to your psychic ability, um, have you ever had a legal client come in and they had a situation they presented to you, and um, were you able to use your psychic ability to help them in, in that way? Yes, and it's not that I use my psychic ability to, to necessarily uh, resolve people's legal problems. Mm -hmm. It's part of my skill set. It comes in extremely useful in trial because a lot of trial is instinct and, uh, and you have to go on your intuition. Um, but I have had instances where people have come to me and I started picking up things about them or rather spirits associated with them because I'm a medium, I communicate with spirits, mm -hmm. and spirits associated with them coming through. 
um, you know, people say, oh, does that give you an unfair advantage? Well, we all have different skill sets. We all have different gifts. This is uh, one of the gifts I've been given, so I use it to my best ability. But um, uh, so, so I guess to answer your question, yes, I do, but it depends on the situation. No, it makes sense. Absolutely. Um, now, you have this new book coming out, Evidence of Eternity. Um, what prompted you to write this book? I know the first one came out. It was you know, highly uh, successful and, and highly touted. But now that you have this new one coming out, Evidence of Eternity, what prompted you to write this? Oh, well, actually, Evidence of Eternity is out. Okay. Um, it, it was submitted for a Pulitzer Prize. Um, it is um, in like five different languages now. I understand it's coming out in French uh, shortly. It's in Polish, Slovak. Um, Romanian, Serbian, um, gosh, a couple, um, couple other languages. Uh, the Eastern Europeans are just eating it up uh, like no tomorrow, and now um, um, it's, it's going to be out in French. The reason, William, that I wrote uh, uh, Evidence of Eternity, my first book, Never Letting Go, mm-hmm. is a guide on the journey through grief, and it, too, is in several languages, and it's on, on sale worldwide and it's recommended by hospices and grief counselors because it helps people get through the grieving process. Well, when I was on the Never Letting Go book tour, people kept asking me very profound questions about suicide, karma, uh, the repercussions of, of uh, what happens when you murder somebody on the other side. Uh, does God exist? Does heaven exist? Um, what happens to somebody's soul when they commit suicide? Uh, do, do animals have, have souls? Is there a scientific basis for spirit communication? So what I started doing is I started keeping track of the, the most common, most prevalent questions. And that was the genesis, if you will, for evidence of eternity. And the way I write is don't expect a dry a grief book or a dry physics book. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, illust- I give my points and then I illustrate them with fast-moving stories. So uh, I, the biggest criticism I've got from Evidence of Eternity is that it's too short. <laughs> uh, people say I want more, and for an author, there really isn't a better compliment than that. Of so um, I can definitely live with that criticism. No, absolutely. You know, speaking of evidence of eternity, you mentioned in there it bridges a gap between the spiritual and the scientific. How does it do that? Explain to me if you could. Oh, absolutely. What I do in evidence of eternity is I redefined uh, terms about spirit communication in 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 twenty first first century vernacular. In other words, uh, mediumship and the terminology and basically how it's understood was developed in the Victorian era, because that was the age of spiritualism. And uh, uh, spiritualism is a religion, and it it is about uh, mediumship and communicating with the other side. Well, I found that it it is very antiquated, and I see that um, frequency, quantum physics, electromagnetic energy are all the reasons that these things happen. And in fact, uh, Albert Einstein, Nikola Tesla, were talking about this 100 years ago. And so I started looking at what they were saying in addition to some of the more recent developments in the fields of theoretical physics, and it clicked. And it's like, wow, this is how this works. So what evidence of eternity does 
It explains spirit communication, the afterlife, reincarnation, on the basis of science, theoretical physics, human physiology, evidence, and it shows how a lot of concepts and religions are actually on the same page with the scientific concepts. It's just that the people that were writing uh, these, you know, uh, biblical texts and, and other religious uh, documents thousands of years ago did not have the terminology of frequency, quantum physics, string theory uh, to apply to their perceptions. Hmm, interesting. Now, you mentioned and you touched on something. You, you spoke on mediumship and um there is a difference between mediumship and psychic ability. Is that correct? Yes, there is. Uh, let me put it in a nutshell. Mm -hmm. If you want to know about your love life and your career, go see a psychic. If you want to talk to dead people, go see a medium. Now, that's rather simplistic. Psychics and mediums, all mediums have psychic ability, but not all psychics have mediumistic ability. Mm -hmm. In other words, uh, mediums, when we tune into uh, uh, spirits, Oftentimes, spirits will show us past, present, and future events. They can also talk about the health status and medical conditions of the people that we're doing readings for or their family members. And with psychics, they tune in to the energy of a person, place, or thing and are able to discern information. So look at it this way. We're, we're like radios. And psychics are tuning into um, 101.7 on the FM dial, and mediums are tuning into 107.9 on the FM dial. So we're just tuning into different stations, but we're using frequency and electromagnetic energy, in other words, vibration, to do this. Well, that's cool. Um, you know, I, I've actually been to a medium before, uh, Mark Anthony. I've noticed when they kind of tap in to that to that person how could i put it they start to uh, demonstrate some of the same characteristics of that person when they were alive do you find that to be you know the same when you do you know you, you actually tap into somebody like that uh not all the time but very frequently i remember one time i don't mean to laugh but i was doing a, a demonstration in front of a group of people and I started doing this, like, Elvis thing with my upper lip, you know, how Elvis do that, hey, baby, you know, that type of thing. Right. And this lady in the crowd started getting all, <gasps> because her son came through, and that's something he used to do mm. all the time. Mm. He did that Elvis thing, you know, like that. And it just sort of came out of my mouth. And it's funny, too, because expressions that uh, the spirit, when they, you know, when they're in our world, um, would, would come through. So, so that is not an unusual thing. And the reason that this happens is that a spirit is pure energy, okay? The soul, the spirit, whatever you want to call it, is an electromagnetic field, and it is housed in the brain. It is not caused or created by the brain, okay? So think of your, your brain as like a computer hard drive, and who and what you are is the data that's on the hard drive. When the hard drive crashes, the data is transferred, okay? But it, but it remains coherent. So when a spirit is communicating with a medium, that energy field, they're emitting these waves of frequency, and their electric field, their electrical field, starts to interface with, with ours, and will start picking up characteristics and things like that, and oftentimes mimicking quirks or, or facial expressions or even uh, uh, voice intonations. 
is not an unusual thing. Mm, okay, good. Um, now, let me ask you this. Most people refer to communicating with spirits um, as mediumship, but in your book, Evidence of Eternity, you refer to as interdimensional communication. What do you mean by that? What, what does that, that terminology mean? Interdimensional communication is one of the new concepts that I've um, developed and, and explained in, in Evidence of Eternity. You know, mediumship, once again, that's an antiquated Victorian-era term. What we're really doing as, as mediums is we're engaging in interdimensional communication. In other words, the material world that we live in, as Albert Einstein said, there is no matter there's only energy that vibrates at different frequencies. So we vibrate uh, at a lower, slower level. And once a person dies and is freed of the body, freed of the body, their energy vibrates at a higher frequency. Think of it this way. We live in AM radio. The other side's FM radio. Two completely different dimensions, but they're energetic systems which run and coexist parallel to one another. For the most part... They're separate, but they oftentimes overlap, and that's what a medium does. He or she brings brainwave frequency to a higher level. The spirits spot that. They bring theirs to a lower level. So we're moving up out of AM radio. They're moving out of FM radio. We get a frequency match, and there's the communication. Wow. Um, now, when you are communicating um, with these spirits and you see them, you know, is it is it something that where you've seen something that you know so many times where you just you know, you've become accustomed to it. It doesn't bother you anymore. Or is there maybe some situations where maybe a, a person comes through and they may be, you know, in a very weird state or whatever the case may be? Or maybe, uh, for instance, they were, you know, when they passed away, they were under the influence of drugs. And, you know, maybe that's the kind of state that they left after, you know, into the afterlife and maybe are roaming around. And I'm not sure. But has that ever happened to you where you've, you know, you know, had somebody come in and, and it just kind of like startle you? Um. I would say when I was was a kid, um, be, you know, because when you're a child and you don't have the the mental discipline to be able to control the situation and define the parameters of the contact, yes. But I I don't find spirit communication scary at all. I find it a fact of life. Energy is neither created nor destroyed; only transferred from one form to another, and that's all that happens when somebody dies is their energy transfers to a higher uh, vibration frequency. Mm. Now, spirits that come through, let's say somebody overdosed on drugs. Well, they're not going to come through tweaking on crystal meth. um, Because, once again, the body is what dies, and the brain is an organ within the body, and it dies, but the electromagnetic energy in the brain, that soul, that consciousness, is freed of that, and when the when the a body dies, um, the spirit is pure energy, and energy neither get it doesn't get old, it doesn't get sick, it doesn't die, it isn't mentally infirm, so they're very sharp and and clear. However, what they'll do, William, is they'll transmit to me pieces of evidence, and a large um, body of the evidence deals with physical conditions and uh, how they died. So people that had cancer, I'll feel certain sensations throughout my body. People that um, had Alzheimer's, I'll feel that. Uh, I feel, you know, when people die abruptly. So I will get causes of death, and I'll pick up on things that were, you know, going on with them mentally and physically. But 
Do they have those problems on the other side? Absolutely not. Oh, that's good to know. Now, you know, both of your books, you talk a lot about using the uh, paranormal to improve the quality of people's lives. Now, what do you mean by that exactly? Death is terrifying for the vast majority of people. I mean, there's some people who are not afraid of death, and they're usually very, very spiritual or crazy, <laughs> okay? But, um, and, and I can understand why anyone would be afraid of death, the seeming finality of it. Of it. I have used my abilities to help people realize that there is a life beyond this one. And for people that are terminally ill, that is a very, very empowering and healing thing for them to know that when they die, people they love will be waiting for them. For those of us who've lost loved ones, uh, a terrible fear is, did my loved one disintegrate into nothingness? And to bring forth pieces of evidence, things, facts, shared memories, uh, medical conditions, data, um, all types of things that I could not possibly know. This is part of how we prove that that consciousness continues on. And let me tell you, that is so healing for people to realize that somebody they love, somebody that meant the world to them, did not just cease to exist. Mm. Yeah, that's powerful. Uh, and, and, you know, you talk about, you know, people using their ability. Can you explain how um, a layman, a person, like everyday person like me, could, how, how could they could develop their own psychic ability to improve their life? Well, we all have the same physiology, the same equipment. Um, it appears that psychic activity uh, is, is centered on two areas in the body. One is the solar plexus which is at the bottom of the, the rib cage. Okay, you know, in and, and your chest, the sternum. At the bottom of the sternum is the solar plexus, and it's the most complex bundle of nerves outside of the cerebral cortex in your body. And this is where it appears that we receive intuitive feelings. In other words, oh, my God, I feel it in my stomach. I got a gut feeling. Women refer to it as intuition. I mean, nobody doubts women's intuition, okay? But when it comes to guys, you know, we get this, well, uh, you know, that's, you know, but when you start talking about his gut and instinct, you know, you think like, you know, Chris Pratt has gut instinct, Denzel has gut instinct, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's a real guy thing. And, and all the, uh, the military guys that I know, they all talk about if you don't trust your gut, your instinct, it'll, you know, you'll die. You've got to trust this. The other area is in, in your brain, um, the center of your forehead back about three, four inches is the pineal gland. And the pineal gland is about the uh, size of a lima bean, and it controls brainwave frequency. It contains magnetite calcite crystals, uh, and it controls our ability to perceive light. And this is the suspected so-called psychic organ that enables us to receive data. So the solar plexus is where you get the emotional and the intuitive, the premonition-type feelings, but the data, the facts, the figures, the visuals, that all comes to the pineal gland. Now, that being said, everybody's capable of a psychic or mediumistic experience, but that doesn't mean everyone is a psychic or medium. Perhaps uh, people can develop these to some extent. I'm of the belief that mediums are born, they're not made. But that doesn't mean, William, that you can't see the spirit of a deceased loved one standing next to you or you get a voice in your head that sounds like somebody who, who you love who passed, 
and they're talking to you, or you smell um, a cologne or, or some type of uh, scent associated with the person, and there's no source for it. These are all forms of spirit communication, and everyone is able to have these experiences. Now, can everybody do it to the extent that, that someone like myself or some of my colleagues can? No. But it's like, hey, I'd like to be able to swim as fast as Michael Phelps, too, but that's not going to happen anytime soon because we all are good at different things. Yeah, that, that's that's completely right. And, you know, you touched on, you know, everybody having this, you know, uh, potential psychic ability in them, you know, whether it be from one level to another, like yourself, you know, on a very high level, um, as to somebody like me, who is very low level. Um, but what about using that psychic ability in our very you know, our daily lives? How does that help us? Trust your feelings. Um, you know, George Lucas had had a near death experience. Um, George Lucas. um believes in reincarnation and when you start looking at yoda the jedi the force i mean these things are not a fluke these are concepts that he's introduced based on his personal experience and so when yoda goes trust the force you know (laughs) and really you know and trust your feelings you you really need to and what happens is when you all of a sudden you get that gut feeling and you go with it 99.999 times you're going to be happy that you did. It's when we start second-guessing and what I call cross-examining it. You start picking at it and doubting it and and saying, oh, it's just a fluke. If nothing's random, these things are are true and and they're they're real. If you don't believe me, talk to any first responder, talk to anybody in the military about overruling your gut feelings and and see what they tell you. So, So that's that's what you do in your daily life. I've done it in the courtroom. I've seen people in, in all walks of life. It's like parents all of a sudden know something's wrong with their child, and they're not, you know, getting a text message. You know, they just know it, and, and that's the case. Because energetically, you know, everything is energy, and we're all capable of communicating with each other through this slipstream of energy. It's just that you know, we don't have it perfected yet. You know, we're, we're not as good at it as spirits are because they, being pure energy, are very capable of doing that. We are dealing with a lower, slower vibration. Basically, if we want to put it in computer terms, they're high-speed Internet. We're, you know, dial-up. Yeah. <laughs> <So. laughs> and uh, let me ask you one last question here, Mark Anthony. Um, what is your take on coincidences? Like, um, you know, you just things seem to happen in life and you're just like, wow, this happened at a really weird time where this happened and, you know, it kind of makes sense. What is your take on that? Is that part psychic? Is that part just gut feeling? Is that just coincidence? It's just by luck and happenstance? What is that? Uh, nothing is random. Nothing's a coincidence. Everything happens uh, for a reason. And, you know, people people say, oh, right, you know, this is all chaotic and all that. But... Uh, Everything is interrelated energetically, and everything that happens happens for a reason. Now, it's not always a good reason or what we perceive to be a good reason. Um, you know, um, like I, I was talking with Shirley MacLaine last year. She interviewed me on her show, and I brought this up to her. She got in a lot of hot water with the media because she was talking about the Holocaust, and she said, well, the victims of the Holocaust, that was a karmic thing that they had to go through. Now, of course, 
you know, people start saying, what, are you saying that the Jews deserved it? And she said, no, that's not what I'm saying. It's like that group of people, you know, everybody, they had to go through this karma. It was part of their journey of their soul. And sometimes, you know, we come into this life and terrible things happen. And, and it, it got really, really bent out of shape because a lot of the things that happen to us are horrible, okay? I mean, you can fall in love with the most, you know, at first you think beautiful person and then it turns out to be like Medusa, you know, um, and, and, or, or people that, that are getting in an accident and then they're paralyzed. These appear to be things that we're supposed to go through because when we're in a purely energetic state as, as a soul, as a spirit, they don't get sick, they don't get, you know, die, they don't get old. And so they, we come into this existence to experience these things because it appears to have some type of relationship to an even higher frequency we go into after leaving this world. Uh, I guess to, to paraphrase an old Steve Miller song, sometimes you have to go through hell to get to heaven. Mm, yeah, no, that's powerful. And, and uh, the reason I ask is... Um you know, I'm sitting here in my hotel room, Mark Anthony, and, um, you know, we have this storm coming um, up the East Coast um, pretty soon here in the next few days. And um, Irma, I'm sitting here in my hotel, and there is a, a welcome sign inside my room from the housekeeper. And it's handwritten, and it says, best Irma, <laughs> as the room attendant. And it says, have a nice day, right under it. So when I saw that, I was like, what in God's green earth? How could this happen? Like, what are the chances of that being written on a piece of paper in front of me? And I got to go back tomorrow and face this with my family. And I'm just thinking of like all these coincidences that happen. You know, maybe this is a good omen. I don't know. But what are the chances of that happening? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. I mean, what are the chances <laughs> of, of so many things uh, happening in our life? Um, you know, I look at the fact that I'm alive, and, and uh, you know, as a child, I almost died like three or four, like four times by the time I was four, mm. um, from drowning, from um, I stopped breathing, um, you know, there were complications when I was born, and through all of that adversity, it seems to actually create, um, put it this way, you grow in response to adversity. Irma's a terrible thing. You know, I live in uh, East Coast Central Florida, and we're, we're not exactly enjoying this monster, uh, worst storm ever headed right at us. It's going to do a lot of damage, and a lot of people are going to die. This is going to be a terrible thing. Yet the, for those who will survive it, they will become stronger in some ways. And it's also like the death of a loved one. There's nothing we can do about the fact someone we love is going to die or will die or has died. And you can buckle under and you can start drinking and you can wall yourself up and you can start being angry at everybody and then saying, you don't understand my pain, you didn't have a kid die, you don't know what this is like. And that's one way of dealing with it. The other way of dealing with it is to realize and and that this is something that I'm going through. That doesn't mean I'm ever going to be happy about it, but you grow. It makes you more spiritual, deeper philosophically. It makes you a more compassionate person. It makes you more an empathetic person. 
and these are positive things which come out of something very negative. So life is like a river. You can try to swim against it, but that's all that's going to do is tire you out. So you go with it. And sometimes it's really nice, and other times you're going over a waterfall. I'm just hoping that uh, all my psychic friends, everyone's vibing the hurricane to send it due north up the Atlantic so it doesn't hurt anybody. And, you know, I'm of the opinion we can send happy thoughts at a hurricane all day, but don't get scared. Instead, get prepared. Okay, get your plan in place and listen to what the local authorities tell you. They tell you evacuate, do it, as opposed to, I will stand on the beach and the white light will protect me. It's like, yeah, let's not test that theory, no, you know. Yeah. Um, so there's there certainly is a, an element of practicality that should be applied to spirituality as well. Wonderful. Um, again, Tuesday, September 12th at 7 o'clock, Unity of Tucson, um, and um, that's the Evening of Healing and Spirit Communication. For tickets and info, please call 520-577-3300. And then later on that week, September 17th through uh, Sunday, September 17th in Scottsdale um, at the Afterlife Research and Education Symposium. All that information can be found on evidenceofeternity.com. Is that correct, Mark? That is correct. Well, wonderful. Listen, Mark Anthony, it was a pleasure having you on. I would definitely love to have you on sometime in the future um, with any kind of endeavors that you have uh, coming in in the near future. And um, I do uh, appreciate you coming on and, and spending time with me. Oh, it was my, my pleasure. And, uh, you know, God bless you and, and uh, your family and for everybody who's listening and who's in the path of Irma. Be smart, be prepared, and uh, you'll make it through. God bless all of you. Well, you heard it from the man himself, Mark Anthony. Thank you so much, and have a great evening. Thank you. Good night. Bye-bye. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, Mark Anthony, the psychic lawyer. I want to thank him so very much for taking the time out of his busy schedule to uh, join us here at Dark Fringe Radio. And um, again, you can reach all of his information at evidenceofeternity.com. And there you can uh, keep up to date to where he'll be appearing next all across the United States, um, helping individuals with the grieving process and understanding spirituality and uh, mortality and, you know, us as individuals. So I definitely want to thank him again uh, for taking the time out of his busy schedule to join us here at Dark Fringe Radio. For us here at Dark Fringe Radio, 
Uh, darkfringeradio.wordpress.com. That's the website, Dark Fringe Radio on Twitter, and the same handle for SoundCloud. And on SoundCloud, um, that's where you can keep up to date with the latest episodes uh, that we drop um, hopefully every week. And I know, unfortunately, uh, Hurricane Irma kind of put a damper on um, a little bit of the normal schedule. So uh, we'll have an episode for you this week and maybe an extra episode for over the weekend. So, um, again, it's uh, Will Martinez, your humble host here at Dark Fringe Radio. And remember, may the wind always be at your back. May the sun always shine upon your face. And may the wings of destiny carry you aloft to dance with the stars. Thank you, guys, and see you next week. <laughs>